0: Welcome to Two Girls, One Film, a brand new podcast brought to you by hosts Lindsay Feng and Annabelle Cohen. Enjoy. Okay, here we go. Amazing. How's it going, um, welcome to the fort episode of our beautiful my beautiful podcast with Annabelle um who was not here today um so today we have um our wonderful guest Ava you hello can- everyone
1: but yeah introduce yourself to everyone um okay so I feel like many and maybe half half people who watch us know who I am I don't know <laughs> um, but Lindsay and I are friends through school uh-huh. um, I'm from Massachusetts. I don't know. What else is- there's not really much else for me to say. Any intro? Um, I- I I guess I like- obviously like movies, writing. Um, I am forced to play soccer, and I row at Brooks, so. (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah! How is that going for you? Are you doing that, um, this season as well? Yeah, so basically, the way that Brooks did it is I have, um, like, soccer four days, and then I have, like, crew two days. It's just, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. I went from, like, going on my schedule to everyone else's. Yeah, that's kind of intensive. Like, crew, crew yeah. seems like, a lot. But you know what? Go got you. Yeah, it's, it's more just, like, me trying to fill my time at Brooks since we cannot leave campus. Oh. So, it's like, what else am I going to do? <laughs> What's your day to day like? So basically I wake up. Um, I have in person classes like the first half of the week, mm-hmm. go to class, go after all my classes, get as much homework as I can so that I can just have like the night free. Uh-huh. And then I have my activity, then uh-huh. I come back dinner uh-huh. and it's like the same thing over and over again. Like oh the weekends are even like it's just it's very, it's very boring. And it's <laughs> it's like I'm trying. But, like, at least I'm here, you know, at least I can see my videos teachers. of, like, capture the flag, you know? Did you, did you participate? How was that? PBA did not win anything. Oh. We did not even, we have kickball next week, and there is no chance that kickball. we are winning. Jesus. Sorry, I'm sorry, PBA, I'm sorry. I don't, oh my <laughs> I just don't think there's any chance for us. You know what? I, I still have faith in you guys. You guys are my faith.
0: From afar. Mm-hmm. Yeah but yeah no I mean sorry didn't mean to cut you off but like that your your schedule just
1: seems kind of repetitive and I hope it gets better exactly I know me too I mean it's just like small things that like I'm used to at home that I'm just not used to here especially like going from day student to border it's just like being around people all the time it's definitely like I went from just my family and a few friends to, like, everyone in a matter of, like, days. So it's just a big big transition
0: for me. I totally know what you mean, because when I was there, like, during my time, I also felt the same. Like, it wasn't even, I don't think it was even more interesting. I think I was also Mm -hmm. constantly, like, bored because I was, like, well, obviously we could go off campus, but there's not a lot of places we could go, first of all, and second of all, like, I don't know just not a lot of time in general and I feel Mm -hmm. like um people at Brooks don't really want to leave that much and like I feel like everyone's just so much centered on like this little piece of land that everyone's just around all the time and like everyone just feels the need to be around each other and like sure yeah that's what if that's what you're into if you're like social super social people like go for it but if
1: you know, sometimes you just need a break. You just need a break from these people. Mm-hmm. And I also think there's actually way more to like the Boston area than people think. Like now that I've been able to drive everywhere, like mm-hmm. I feel like if I got um, a chance to be like a day student now, like I could just go, like I could bring people anywhere. Like mm-hmm. people don't even know like what Massachusetts has to offer. And mm-hmm. like if you just explore and like leave Brooks, I think yeah. it's just hard because like ring only gets you so far. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's so much more like, that people could, like, explore. Like, going to Boston every weekend, for me, would be ideal. But I know that, like, just takes time and so mm-hmm. much homework to do. Like, wow. no time to really do, like, explore and do anything else but homework. Yeah. See, that's what I was hoping to do this this
0: year if I were to, like, go back. But, mm-hmm. you know, obviously this has happened. You know, I I feel like I had a lot of plans for, like, junior year, like, on campus. Like, I felt like yeah. I knew what I wanted to do or, like, my place. Or just, you know, I think I was, I'm pretty sure of myself now in general. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure of, like, who I am on campus and, like, what I wanted to do. And I guess people I wanted to talk to, people I didn't want to talk to, just, I guess, how I am as a person. And I I think that was just, like, a growing point for me. But not being there is, like, kind of confusing me a little bit. But also, I think part of me is happy about it. And part of me is just, like, kind of like disappointed because obviously like yeah learning isn't the best like it's
1: it's just not it's exactly. not pleasant but yeah it is what it's it just is really like I agree and there, i just don't think there was really any good option this year like if I was home I would think I would feel like not left out but just like missing on so much even if I didn't like love it here I'd just mm-hmm. miss out but if I know that I'm here it's like I'm just so stuck here. So it's like it's just I'm happy to be here because I obviously get to see my teachers and I am better focused. But like it's just boring. That's that's like the basis of, of all of it. It's just boring. That sucks, man. But is there anything and any
0: any good sides, any positive, anything interesting, like little situations, scenarios that have happened recently?
1: Um, I think it's more like just watching people. If that makes sense, like seeing how things play out. The freshmen are so interesting to me. Like oh realizing that that was us. Like just watching them like interact with each other. Like for the first time, it's like, what I mean, it is like, that like, so awkward, especially so awkward. Oh my gosh, like. Some of them just gravitate towards huge groups. You'll see, you see, like, huge mm. groups of, like, guys just walking mm-hmm. around campus because, like, they're scared to be alone. Uh-huh. And, like, see, like the four girls, like, just uh-huh. the same situation over and over again until, like, they finally will, like, find their people. But, like, who knows when that will be? Like, there's, like, half the kids they aren't even at school yet. Like, sure. it took me a while to find people that I liked. Like, I, I, I was running around.
0: And I think I'm still floating around. I don't really have a desire to find, like, a set friend group. It is just, like, who I like is who I like. And if I see you, I'll talk mm-hmm. to you. But, you know, it's, uh, it's overwhelming at first. Because everyone's just trying their best to, like, fit in or be in the mm-hmm. popular group or whatever. And it's just a lot. And yeah, yeah I feel it. I feel them, um,
1: you know, poor freshmen. But yeah, I, I, I hope time. people. I know. I really do. And, like, I just think people are really going to have to, like, like kind of think about what's going to happen next year if everyone does come back normal because, like, that's just, there's just so many other people. Like, Brooks feels very, very small right now. Like, there's really just not a lot of people as, like, as I think we think.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: like, it's, like, it's just two, like, different world I think even the teachers are having trouble, like, connecting both. Like, mm-hmm. it's just such a weird environment. Like, it's I just know. very, like, limited. In class, too, like, it's just, yeah, yeah I don't think it works out that
0: well, to be honest. Like, I don't it spaces spaces, but some of my teachers do the virtual thing better than some others, mm-hmm. and, Definitely. but, like, the thing is, I'm just, like, on the screen, and I feel like sometimes I can barely hear what people are saying in class, exactly. and it's just, it's just a lot, but let's just transition to yes. our beautiful movie Portrait of a Lady on Fire today, It is a 2019 um, romance-slash-drama, and it was directed by Celine Sciamma. Um, So here we go with a synopsis real quick. France, 1770. Marianne, a painter, is commissioned to do the wedding portrait of Eloise, a young woman who has just left the convent. Eloise is a reluctant bride-to-be, and Marianne should paint her without her knowing. She observes her by day to paint her secretly. So yeah, that's the general idea. Um, I guess, well, first thing about this, I saw this in theaters, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how long ago now, three months, four months ago, I was planning to watch it again. But, like, I, I ended up watching something else last night. But I did mm-hmm. I did do a little mental recap, and I searched the plot line mm-hmm. online. So I think I have everything down. But, yeah. Exactly.
1: Any, like, general viewing experience, like, thing? I think, I think for me, the biggest thing about movies is that I can never, like, pay attention. So the fact that it was in, like, a different language, I think really, like, one, it made me, like, read the subtitles, oh. and then, like, forced me to actually pay attention but like two i think it just added like to everything like i just don't think if this movie was like in english mm-hmm. it would be the same as like the impact that it had on me like in french like i just think like i don't know it's yeah, just i totally I mean. agree see you what know I-, I mean yeah i agree i think this
0: well before watching portrait of a lady of fire um portrait of a lady on fire i don't think i was ever like I don't think I'm a true like film connoisseur or anything. Even yeah, I just watch Mm -hmm. films when I have time to watch them, and I feel like I make um, my own like perspectives and my own opinions on them. And I feel like I've watched like a good amount of films at this point, just over my summer. But I feel like um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire was definitely one of my starting points in trying Mm -hmm. to like expand my taste. Because before this, um, and before Honey Boy, which was also one of my first ones, I just kind of watched the same 10 movies on rotation. I would watch the Harry Potter franchise, I would watch Lord of the Rings, I'd watch, you know, Marvel. It's just like Mm -hmm. that same few rotation that I knew, or just like rom-coms. And that was it for me, because that's what I knew, that was what I was familiar with, and that's what I stuck with. But I feel like my palette is extended after Me all of this. Too. I think
1: movie like I just like wanted. I just like you never think about like what is happening outside like the present day, and like I just think it was such a good like look into what century was it even? It um, was the 18th like, uh, French. Uh, well, it was like the island, like Brittany, yeah. France, maybe. Um. Yeah. So like, know. I feel like you always read about it in history books, but you don't actually like. Where was it? I, I'm not sure. I don't even know an island. It I don't a, think they ever specified. But That's true. Yeah. A random island. But, like, the fact that it was just so, um like, a peek into a world that you see, like, maybe you read about these people in history books, but you don't actually, like, visualize what's going on during this time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just such a, like, a pretty, like, picture. Like, I, I could, like, I don't know. Everything just kind of made sense. Even though I, I had no idea really, like... What was going on in some sometimes because there's such like limited words, mm-hmm. it just like I don't know, I agree so good, yes, totally agree, um I guess
0: we're gonna start off with like the beginning of the plot, kind of the summary, mm-hmm. so basically, I actually wasn't there for the very beginning because I was like running late, so I just didn't see it um. Apparently it started with Marianne teaching painting and one of her students is asking her about a painting of hers, um, which she calls the portrait of a lady on fire. And then it just um, flashes back to her arriving on the island. Oh, it's in Brittany. I don't know where that is. Oh, it's a cultural region in the West of France. And she's commissioned to secretly create this portrait. Mm -hmm. Um, Eloise um and I guess one thing that really stuck out to me throughout like the entirety of the movie is how much like I guess just the two characters looking at each other kind of um I guess gave away so Mm -hmm. much about what they were feeling and who they were as people and just like the idea of I guess capturing their inner spirits just by looking at them, if that makes sense Um, a lot of this is about um, a painter I agree um, a painter looking at her muse and um, I guess it's very introspective in that sense because Marianne's always trying to figure out who Heloise is in the first part of the movie she's trying to look at her um, but she never really truly looks at her until they start feeling that sort of affection, as you can see, like, it when you wait until um, she finally reveals herself um, to Marianne, that they, that she's there secretly painting a portrait of her. And she shows her the um, portrait that she did. Marianne, um, Eloise says she doesn't like it. She doesn't, she doesn't see herself in it. And I think you could just tell through the portrait because it just it wasn't um elisa's spirit she they tried to make her look more happy i don't know a little more like mm-hmm. i guess less less
1: layered so yeah, yeah i think I think, I think the biggest thing for me is like the gaze and like, the way that they, they looked to each other i think like really just like they didn't even have to talk like i think i think that you could like watch the whole thing just on silent and you could understand what's going on because Mm -hmm. the way like the actresses just were able to like capture like the love between them was just like crazy to me like i just never i think like i watch movies and i never really focus on like the movements themselves like things just go by so fast but i think like i I didn't have to like go back and review this movie because i can just remember the way that they look at each other Mm -hmm. because it was so like i agree it's just so, like, memorable. Like, you can't take your eyes off the movie. I, I could watch it again, and I would never get bored of seeing them. And I think it's also a movie that, like, I, I want it. I think if I watched it again, I, I just couldn't. Like, it was just, like, it was like a picture. Like, you just watch mm-hmm. it, you see it, and it's, like, it, it's just, like, a moment. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, it's, like, I, the whole movie itself was, like, a painting. Mm-hmm. One long yeah. painting. I've, every scene. You I think- I'm saying? You know what though you're so right like just based on the camera work itself
0: i feel like the camera's just i don't know how to say it but like you said it's just the camera is creating this long sort of painting of these two together and that's both of their like sort of inner inner feelings their the growth of their
1: love and just like the passion between both of them which yeah, is like really hmm I think that also, like, um, when you watch the movie, like, I think people understand, like, it doesn't... They don't even understand, like, the love for each other until, like, almost the end. Mm-hmm. It's like they had so much time. They had only... How much time did they even have together? A few weeks? Like, A month? They, yeah, they had, like, two, two, three weeks. Exactly. And, like, wow. it, seemed, it does seem longer in the movie. Like, as you watch, of course, it's stretched out. You only see some moments between them. But it's the fact that, like, it was only two weeks between them and they already felt this and I think like it's just it's really crazy like if you and going back to like the camera moment like you could take a picture a screenshot of every single moment in that movie and you could put it anywhere and it, it's beautiful mm-hmm. like just somehow they were able to like encapsulate or set like mm-hmm. the beauty of wh- wherever this was Yeah. And I think it totally also helped that they didn't
0: have music for most of it in the background. Um, I think it just felt a lot more grounded and that we were there experiencing those intimate moments there with them, um, without this like loud sort of intense music kind of, you know, barraging us. But I thought, I I thought that element helped it. I was a little bit surprised because I am, like, used to movies Mm -hmm. having, like, consistent music in the background. But I... You know what? I think this is, like, a very sort of silent, subtle movie Mm -hmm. that sort of builds up on its own just with words and with looks and with these little small actions and they all sort of correlate with each other and they all build each other up. And I think they
1: create such a beautiful crescendo. So yeah, it's like the it didn't even need music because you could tell how they're feeling, but mm-hmm. their movements, the way they touch each other, the way they spoke. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, obviously, like movies use soundtracks to kind of like set the mood, mm-hmm. but like the mood was already set when you mm-hmm. when you watch every moment between mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think also something I want to mention is like um there was not a lot of people in the movie at all. There was like four five. Mm-hmm. And there was the, um, I don't know if it was, like, not her servant, but um, she was, like. Sophie, her maid. Sophie, yes. I think Mm -hmm. she's a really important character and Mm -hmm. underrated. But, like, I I just think there's so much more to her, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, in a sense, Sophie grounds them both. Mm -hmm. I feel like her purpose really isn't clear in the beginning. But when her mother is gone on a trip and um, the three of them, I feel like they experience a sort of, like, friendship yeah especially when they help her get an abortion in between and i feel like it's hard to describe like just verbally but just visually they had a moment um like by the fire at night where all three of them were speaking and it just felt you know super it felt super close it felt important and i feel like sophie um, does good for both of them as just like a she's a good supporting character because, um, I guess she also, I guess supports their relationship, and exactly. she's just a yeah good side character.
1: I like so because I think also too is that like topic of like femininity in this like movie was so. Like, untold of for this time like you never I feel like you would never have any movie or reading any type of like entertainment in that time period that ever focused on a one a, a relationship with two women and two an abortion I think like mm-hmm. this really tackled like topics that so well and so subtle because like I think honestly I had to go back and like make sure that that was happening with to Sophie I didn't even realize she was pregnant mm-hmm. because like the movie isn't like it's so heavy, but the topics that they discuss are so, like, they do it so lightly. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, it doesn't, it's not too much. Um, Director did, like, an amazing job. Like, I just think it was so, yeah. I felt so heavy after watching it, but, like, when I was watching it, it just felt, like, so nice. mm mm-hmm. I totally agree. See,
0: I, I don't think, um, I don't think this movie, I don't think Portrait of the Lady of Fire was... to like announce things I don't think I I agree I think part of a lot of what made it work is that you as an audience were sort of just figuring it out on the way and interpreting what was on screen for ourselves because a lot of it was just interpreting what they were saying um what their actions oh about like what they were saying there's this part where they were telling the story of Orpheus this Greek um this greek um story that was extremely metaphorical that Mm -hmm. i had to like go back and think about um so basically the recap is orpheus can rescue his lover i forget her name from the underworld because she died and but to rescue her she has to he has to leave all the way holding her hand without looking back to check on her But then he does check on her. So um, she's lost forever, and she can't see her anymore. And I feel like that kind of relates to um, the whole um, Sophie. No, not Sophie. Heloise and Marianne situation. Because Marianne has to leave um, at some point. But I feel like there's a little bit of a struggle in between, you know, their love. Because I feel like Marianne is a little bit reluctant to leave her, obviously, Mm they are lovers. But I think um, Heloise doesn't really um, do anything explicitly to make her wanna make her, I guess, force her to stay. I feel like they both sort of realize that, you know, this is the point in time we're at and, you know, this kind of thing wouldn't be accepted. And at this point, I am gonna be married off to this man I barely know. And this is the way it is. We have to part ways. Um, so I think they kind of take from the story a little bit in that sense, which was really interesting.
1: Yeah. I think it's like, it, it was like, should they let themselves like love each other? Is it worth it? Even though they know it's going to end at some point, like, is it worth loving someone you know you're going to leave? And I think in this case it was worth it for them, but it took forever. Like, I just remember waiting, like, when is it gonna like, when, when are they going to realize that like... Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to happen, and and then all of a sudden, it it, it just ended so fast. And it's Mm -hmm. just like... I know, right? The progression was so nice, but it was so mm -hmm. quick, because I didn't even realize until so close to her mother's arrival again.
0: Mm -hmm. And also, there were... I think we should talk a little bit about the um, little ghosts of Marianne, of Eloise that Marianne would see throughout the house. Um, I don't really know what it meant in the moment, but like in retrospect, I think it was just, I think she was sort of haunted by the idea of um, Heloise being, you know, um, married off to another person that wasn't her, be- especially since she was building her love for her and it, I don't know, it just it just haunted her throughout her stay. And I think a lot of it because this is a memory for her I believe, I think, um, her thinking back and creating these sort of moments in her head, and also these images of Eloise in a wedding dress is also, I think, the last that she sees, that Marianne sees of her, which is also incredibly memorable, and I can totally see why she sort of injected that image into different parts of
1: her memory. Yeah. I remember um, the first scene when like her student brings up the painting. Mm-hmm. I just thought the emotion that she felt. I didn't. I didn't expect it. Like going back and looking at it, I, you would think. At least I would have thought. Oh, like maybe she'd feel happy. But It's not happy. It's 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 more of a feeling of like bittersweet, and it's it's like, like the combination of like bittersweet and melancholy. And I think like it's just so unexpected. And like the the pieces that she see they see of each other over time. I just, I wanted, i never wanted to end. I wanted to see, like, how, if their relationship somehow progressed, they, somehow they saw each other again, mm-hmm. and, like, they just left. Like, that was it. I know. That's and how it is sometimes. Just like, circling, yeah, sorry to cut you
0: off, but just no, circling, circling back to that um, part earlier on where um, Marianne, she decided to kind of smush the face of her painting of Heloise, because Heloise didn't approve. I think in that sense, she was sort of accepting um, Heloise as a person and she accepted her criticism. And I think she understood why she didn't like it. And later it also culminated when she was sketching her when Heloise was sleeping. I think that was just a moment of tenderness that also kind of, I think it first really hit me that they were just like fully like in love. Mm-hmm. And um, in a sense, it was also Marion, yeah, just fully accepting that that painting was not who Eloise was. And she was going to try her best to replicate it, her in her natural state, um, in, in a state that's true to, um, her inner emotions and i think it was just a really nice mo- tender moment um, especially with the lighting like exactly. the fireplace they have a lot of fire moments um which are very interesting
1: i agree and the fact that there was no i think you have to like watch it obviously to see what i'm talking about but there was basically no light in the movie except for the fire there was this fire scene in that i thought the way that that was done was so, it's just like the way they look at each other and the fire in between them. And that was the only only time in the movie there was so much light. Mm-hmm. I think for that moment, it seemed that they're both so like peaceful. Like it was just they're in peace with each other and there was no one else. Like the mother was there and mm-hmm. no thoughts or anything else. After that, you wow. know, one of them was leaving. It was just a fire in between them. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the movie's always just no light. Obviously, there's no light, there's no mm-hmm. only candles. Mm -hmm. It's like the I think the fire is so much more than I don't know. There's more meaning to it. I don't know what it could be, but
0: like not to be the not to say cliche things, but Mm -hmm. you know the fire is probably just like I think it's just the passion between them. Exactly, exactly. It's just what they feel for each other, and you know this culminates in probably one of the most climatic scenes in this film. Um, when they were around the huge bonfire and the song started, and mm-hmm. I think the song worked so well with this specific moment because they did not have music for the rest of the the film before this, and it just slowly built built up, and I think it was very representative of, I guess, I guess this crescendo. Of love that they're experiencing, mm-hmm. and you know, when she literally catches on fire, that also kind of alludes to when, um, um, El- what's her name, Marianne? Marianne set Eloise's painting on fire because she wasn't satisfied. And if you look carefully at the um, painting that she set on fire, she started with her heart. I don't know if that means anything. Probably does, but it starts from her heart and it just spreads through the rest of the painting. And again, you know, something about passion. There may be something deeper that we're not getting right here. But you know, film film is difficult, and that
1: bonfire scene can make. I also think like skipping way ahead to the end. There mm-hmm. was a scene where they're at the orchestra, and that, and of course, another time with music. And I think like it just in. It was important like for me to watch when there was music because that, that was like the truly the most like not passionate but there's just so much power in the music in this film because obviously there's it was mostly just silent it was them talking sometimes then silence and talking sometimes and like at the end it just kind of all came like obviously an orchestra it's like one like it's like it's just like so many ups and downs and it all comes to an end and that's kind of how it seemed like relationship was there's so much in such a short amount of time and it all suddenly came to an end just like music yeah i kind of thought yeah i don't think it
0: i don't think again the ending would have hit me as hard if there had been consistent music throughout the film and i think that specific song was just so like especially being in the theater you know watching that uh, watching it on the big screen and having like the surround sound or whatever go through Mm -hmm. very atmospheric it was i don't even know how to describe it but it was just the just the energy between these two and this sort of uh, again love i don't know how many times we've used this word but so beautiful so insane to me and Mm -hmm. literally the most i think the perfect ending to this film you know i think it sounds sorry i i think good films have not really like the most tied up endings i like how um mm-hmm. i don't know they kind of leave it leave a little bit for the audience to think about um and just
1: exactly. possibilities you know that sort of stuff exactly yeah and i think like i don't know i think it was they played the same sound this like the at the end like the the music was the same as another time during the film. Was there a piano? Oh, like, I yeah. swear! Yes, yes. The same. It was the same music over and over again. And like, mm-hmm. I don't really know if I mean that has like a greater meaning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just like important for the film because, of course, like I said, such little music. It's like the same, the same cycle of love like repeats with them every time they saw, like mm-hmm. the the painting at the end, like little little like um hints or like clues yeah. like, left of like their love. And I think like, I mean, obviously the movie cuts short and that's just the end. But I wonder like if this was real life, of course, like, you know, what would keep happening when they see each other again? Would the hints continue with like, the clues? Yeah. I just think it's so like, they do such a beautiful job just like t- like tying little things to each other entire, and through the whole entire film. There's just so yeah. many clues everywhere.
0: Yeah, going back to your piano point, I totally forgot about it. And um, I guess about Elise as a personal a little bit, because we haven't talked about her that much. But just from what we got, you know, from her from her facial expressions, from her little actions, um, she's a very guarded person. She's not happy, because obviously she's being m- married off to this person she barely knows. Really. And I think she's struggling to, I guess retain her identity, she wants to be, she feels slightly helpless, I guess, but she's also mm. holding on to this small hope But you know, just not wanting to have the painting done. That's her, that's her form of hope, of just not wanting to be with this man she doesn't know. And um, she doesn't smile during the first half of the movie at all because, yeah. again, not a happy person, not living her best life, and, she, her sadness and her sort of anger is so apparent through her, through her expressions because she's just, she's just not, she's just not a happy person, period, in the beginning. and But she starts smiling in these um, moments between, that she shares with Marianne. And that's when you realize that they truly do have feelings for each other because Eloise does not smile until, Mm -hmm. until Marianne makes her smile. And it's just these really cute little moments, especially at the piano when she's playing, when Marianne was playing and Eloise was looking at her, you know, that song, the same song that I played at the end, I think, you know, it's again, moment of tenderness and that song and, while, while Marianne was playing, I think uh, when Eloise was looking at her playing, I think that was when when, when she truly had her first sort of true, true look at um, Marianne, because it's always been Marianne looking at her. It's always been, Marianne, you know, kind of trying to analyze her, trying to memorize her features. But for the first time, um, Eloise is, you know, taking a step back and trying to, you know, take an, take a look at this person that she's um, experiencing this with and this person that she's creating
1: um, something something with, you know? Exactly. Wait, Ooh. was it, wait, so didn't, I think we also forgot to mention, was it Marianne's sister who, who killed herself? Yes, um, no, Heloise, Eloise's sister. Oh, Heloise, yes. I think that's such an important, like, the interesting thing that I thought is how little they mention it, like throughout the film. It was very like, this is kind of what started everything and why she felt so isolated. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like Mar- Marianne, right, is a fr- oh. like a friend. Like, okay. I just. Eloise,
0: Eloise's sister, apparently, I think she jumped off the cliff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, I think they were all paranoid at points that Eloise was going to do the same because Eloise is really, slightly depressed. And I feel like, um, they, they had these sequences. I remember there was this one time where she was running towards the edge of the cliff and Mary Mm -hmm. was running after her. And I think everyone just had this fear that she was going to jump off like her sister did so yeah i think that just adds so much i think that's her tragedy i feel like a lot of characters and movies you know they're written to have tragedies um and that's hers that's her burden and that's why she's that's part of why she's an unhappy person so glad you brought that up
1: I think it's just such a it's so nice to see a, a character develop so like it wasn't fast of course but she just and it's just a short amount of time for like in in their life like in the two weeks like you could just really see a character opening up so much with just one other person like she was she was supposed to be painted before that didn't work I think it's fun she kind of like they they each allowed themselves to kind of have their own conclusion because like she could have just kept putting the painting off forever like who knows what would happen but like mm-hmm. They both found each other and that was it. She ended mm-hmm. up painting her and she accepted each with their fate. I think that's really like it just says something about each of them and accepting that their love for each other like that that's all they needed if, mm-hmm. if like something else bad happened in the future she would get married off and they would leave each other at least they had each other for a moment in time. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really what like I just think it was so it was so nice to see kind of a conclusion even if it was bad. Yeah, see that's such a good point that you brought up there cuz I totally agree. I
0: think obviously they I think if they really 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 wanted to, I guess they could have they could have stayed together, they could have ran away, but it doesn't end in the sort of amazing sort of cinematic amazing ending, you know? They're it's it's more focused on the um, the small moments um, of love that they share with each other in this moment of time like you said and I really enjoy that aspect of it and I like seeing every moment and exactly. yeah. um, a s- about the ending because I think we've talked about pretty much a, a lot of things here that's pretty mm-hmm. much everything off the top of my head at least for now Yeah, um, I think one of the parts that hit me the most at the end was the page 28 of the painting of Eloise in the museum Yeah, that was it's like um I guess it was a symbol of um Eloise holding on to this like you said again moment of time where she felt truly herself and she felt um like she had someone you know be with her as one and truly understand her and um I think they're both holding on to these memories of each other. Obviously they've all moved on to their own separate lives, but, you know, this just their, their two relationship that they, they created during this um, short amount of time was really had a lasting effect on both of them. And, you know, page 28, it's just page 28 and the orchestra together.
1: It was so beautiful. It really was Mm -hmm. like this. Like this movie, I really think the fact that it's like stayed with me and I can just talk about it like this and I haven't watched it for like three months, I just think it really shows like how well done it was because I'm still talking about it and I still want everyone to watch it because mm-hmm. it was just so, like, even if you don't, if you're not interested in like this time period or anything like it, it's such a unique movie that like, mm-hmm. even if you don't watch others like this, you just have to watch this one. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Like, just, yeah, there's there's okay. no reason not to yeah it's it's just it's so beautifully done
0: i i totally agree and a final thought um yeah watch this movie um i don't think Portrait of a lady on fire is necessarily a period film i think it is very i think it's i think it's about the 18th century in the sense that these women aren't really allowed to like um, be themselves at the time. And also, like, Eloise is obviously being married off, um, which is a very outdated concept. But, um, it's very much about, you know, people forming, you know, relationships, um, with each other that are deeper than just, um, I guess, something that you could get in a rom-com. It's not, it's not necessarily about, you know, um, these superficial aspects, but it's really about this truly profound, like, deep connection that these two have with each other. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess kind of being as one and also that. that they're all women in here is just really... Like you said, adds adds an element of femininity, femininity. <laughs> femininity, <laughs> yeah. That um, I don't know. I it, it it made it more. I guess how would I say? I feel like I could relate to it more. Um, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. I felt I, I felt um, safe. I guess
1: with these. I people. agree. It, it's very comforting. Yeah. It's I like feel it's. Like, it's just like, a, it's a rant, it's not random, but it's, you know, it's a random island in France about, a about, like, the 1800s, and, a, and somehow are late, Like I think that just shows you, like, how universal love is for every single human, like, it's just so easily relatable, and it's not done in a, not in a cringy way, like, it's just mm-hmm. something that really just, like, it sits with you after, like, it's just yeah. so um, impactful, there's no history lesson, there's nothing really to learn from it, it just impacts you in a way you don't even, like, understand, mm-hmm. and, like, that shows you the how good that movie was. Cause I could, I could talk about this movie for literally ever. But I do have to check in soon. so Okay. okay. So
0: we have about six minutes left um, until Ava's check in, and I think we've pretty much wrapped on wrapped up on the movie. Um, any any last just general thoughts? You know, it doesn't have to be about the movie. You know, what you got going? What do you have going on this week that you're
1: Excited for interested in? Um, honestly, there's not much. I think I'm more excited to try and like, I guess, go back to class in person. This is my first day tomorrow of all in person classes. Oh. I think getting used to like being more normal again and trying to like figure out what I can do in my free time. I think like even just this podcast makes me want to like do more. Like, mm-hmm. I was sitting in, um, I was just drawing today and it makes me like oh I just want like to do more of my time and I'm just like (laughs) yeah I totally agree with you on that I feel like one of the main major
0: issues for me I guess at least this year that I've had I feel like I really do need to utilize all the time that I have to like do things that I'm interested in and do things that I want to do because I don't want to waste the time that I have right now I want to be able to like Create things beyond schoolwork you know I don't want to be a schoolwork machine I want to be out here and I want to like you know I want to live life I want to do my shit and I'm just gonna I'm gonna work on it and yeah I hope You're I sad. find your things that you want to do too that's also part of like um why I'm kind of sad I can't be on campus there's like benefits and downsides. Benefits is I can do things out here um, like, exactly. that I really enjoy. Um, benefits, um, downside to not being on campus is just like not being around like such a collaborative landscape, I guess, or being with people that I wanted to like, I do things with, you know? But I've, I've seen what you did. I've seen what you've done with, um, how do I pronounce it?
1: Oh, Binder. Ha, Binder. I um, yeah, it needs to get started. I just like once again, it's just so hard to find time and like put energy into it. I just I don't even know how Anusha, my the past um leader of the club, did everything because it just honestly takes so much time. Wow, so consuming,
0: and it's hard to like get people invested and involved too. You know, it's not their project if you know they're not playing a huge role in it then it's kind of hard to organize such a large group of people but i have faith in you i feel like you've done a great job
1: so far and i wish i could have been on campus to like help physically oh, thank you no i hopefully i'll see you soon um you know i i just hope covid somehow like mm-hmm. gets better in like a small amount of time because it's just it's been six months and mm-hmm. i don't know it went it went by fast
0: but Mm -hmm. it's so fast but you know what this is this is awful i hate the coronavirus people need to be more responsible because this stuff this stuff can can pass you know just wear your masks you know stay sanitized stay away from people as much as possible and y'all be y'all
1: will be good you know so yeah thank you so much for having me this is i was just so amazing like oh i wish it could be an in-person but hopefully someday know, it will happen. Someday. i'm so glad you could be on here this
0: week um because my my co-host couldn't be here i i don't think i would have made another one if you weren't here so this was a, such an amazing conversation i'm glad i had someone to talk about um portrait of, La- portrait of a lady on fire with because it is truly an amazing movie and i'm glad i i don't i don't think a lot of people have watched it i think a good amount have just within like the film community but outside of that i think more people need to come in and experience the what we experienced and yeah thank you for being on here you're amazing um go check in have a wonderful night um and we should facetime soon yes thank you so much thank you okay bye. bye This has been the Two Girls, One Film Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.